0: Hey, it's Fred from 1035 Kiss FM, The Fred Show, and you are listening to The Tomahawk Roundup.
1: All right, so what is going on, guys? This is Frank Zaroski here with The Tomahawk Roundup, and I am joined by a different kind of guest today, but someone of very high caliber in the Chicago Chicagoland entertainment industry. Fred from The Fred Show, 1035 Kiss FM. Fred, how are you today? That's a great intro, right? a high caliber. Not often called that so thank you <laughs> no problem Fred so really really excited so how's your summer been so far Summer's good you know I think like everybody else just adjusting to the, the world opening up again and uh, you know
0: kind of every day seems a little bit different with this with, with the COVID stuff and as things change every day but uh, but yeah
1: good yeah I'm really excited to have you on so a little bit about yourself how did you get into the radio business tell a little bit tell us a little bit about your background in the media industry grew up with
0: uh i had a grandfather who was in radio management um i had other influences who were on the air and so i i always had the interest growing up and and uh that that passion kind of made its way to college radio i went to uh southern methodist university in dallas they had a little college radio station got involved with that which um somehow kind of became a uh, a real radio job while I was in college in Dallas uh, in the middle of the night on the weekends. I don't think anybody ever heard it, but that's <laughs> probably a good thing for me because it wasn't very good. But uh, but my interest was to go to law school. That was what I thought I was going to do, so I was working towards that, and and, um, and kind of at the last minute decided I had an opportunity to move to Austin and uh, and, and do a night show for uh, what was that? A Clear Channel station, iHeart, same company. Um, and, and i I decided to take that opportunity, um, you know, maybe give myself a year or two between undergrad and law school, and then revisit that whole thing. And and that was uh, eighteen years ago.
1: Wow! Uh, never made it back. Never <laughs> made it back to law school. No, I could, I could, I could see you as a lawyer. I could see you on the the prosecution or the defense side. You know, Fred representing the defense. What's the bail for today? <laughs> <laughs> well yeah, I you know, I have the gift of the gab I guess. I so I I think I would have done well either way, but I'm I'm really fortunate that uh that
0: this sort of passion and, and in some ways a dream kind of uh kind of came came forth and, and I really couldn't have drawn it up uh any better nor could I have imagined it would it would lead me to Chicago and it's been
1: 11 years here now, which, uh, which makes me feel old, but it's, it's been a great run. Yeah. I remember when it was, uh, I remember, God, when I was like 10 years old, you were in Chicago, just starting out in Chicago. And I remember it and I've been following the show since I was like first, second grade, almost. God, that dates me even. (laughs) That dates me even. Yeah. You're making me feel old. People are starting
0: to say that to me now when I meet them is, you know, uh, I grew up with the show, you know, and it's like, well, (laughs) You yeah, I'm grateful for that. Uh, I also, I don't want to be that old,
1: but people could say they grew up with it. Yeah, it's it's obviously your show has been inspirational and influential in Chicago. You know, what do your duties consist of behind the scenes hosting the Fred show on 103.5? Like, take us through the preparation, because we all see what goes on the air, but a lot of people don't understand or appreciate the behind-the-scenes product that leads up to it. Yeah, so,
0: you know, if you listen to the show, there are... Uh, seven of us now, and, um, you know, everyone plays different roles off the air. You know, Kaylin is the, is our executive producer and, and also does our entertainment news, and she kind of handles the organization organizational aspects of the show, be it, um, you know, dealing with our, our sales department and advertising and dealing with, uh, you know, all the different content ideas that come in from everybody on the show. Uh, but really, rather than go through all the roles, I guess, just to simplify Uh, everybody on the show contributes content every single day, whether they find something online or whether it's something happening in, in uh, in their lives, personal, family, something they observe, something that means something to them. And and we take all those ideas um, every morning and we go through them and we decide kind of which ones we want to try and get to, um, you know, what big news stories, pop culture moments are happening that day, what people are talking about at that moment. uh, And we make it kind of a, uh a rough list of those things and we just make our way through them throughout the morning and uh and you know even that list can change because sometimes we'll be talking about one thing and maybe somebody calls and they kind of take us in a different direction and so um you know we we over prepare every day with way more content than we need Uh, and sometimes we use all of it and sometimes we use
1: none of what we had prepared yeah and that's and that's that's a correlation to the sports side of things what I do, Fred you know when you're preparing for a game, you got to go through all the minor leaguers that may not start the game, whether it's baseball basketball hockey my my first love football, you know it you've got to go through all the guys and the, the on the chance that somebody makes an outstanding play that you might not have the the work in on for you know you have to you have to make sure you're over prepared and that's that's the style that I was taught yeah. I think that's great, and and yeah, I mean,
0: I think early in my career, I was I was pretty rigid about uh, you know here's my here's my outline of what I want to do today, and here's where I want to do it, and and that's kind of what we're doing. Um, and I, I've realized over the years that you know preparing you know, the day before, or even even early in the morning, I mean, it's 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 good, to obviously, to be organized and have um, have a, an idea of what what you want to do if you're going to go into a you know three or four hours of, of talking consecutively, but um, I also missed a lot of moments. I, I, I didn't go with in the direction that, that the audience or that the conversation took us, and I think I missed opportunities there. So I, I um, you know, it's, it's that
1: combination of, yeah, you, know, you want to make it sound like you meant to do it, but you didn't always mean to do it. Yeah. It's that, it's that spontaneity with the, the professionalism and that cool headedness that keeps the radio business going. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so uh, long. Uh, recently your longtime co-host Angie Taylor made the switch to 99, uh, 5, uh, Rock 95.5, and I want to ask you, how has that transition been for you? Has there been any differences or changes at KISS FM since her transition over to Rock 95.5?
0: Yeah, that was a big change. You know, a couple of years ago she had expressed to, to, to management and to me that, that she wanted to, to have her own show, that she... And she wanted to be a lead on a show. And obviously she was a huge part of, of the Fred and Angie show. Um, but my role and her role uh, are a little different. And she wanted to try my role. And um, and, and so she she's made the way uh, over to 95.5. And, and that obviously left a huge void for us. And even though we have this big team, uh, Angie was a big, big voice and a big personality. And so... It, I, I was curious, you know, and, and a little bit um, apprehensive about what that would mean for us and, and how we would compensate. The truth is, um, we have such a big team and, and, and each individual member has their own fan base. And, and I think we are fortunate to have, you know, chemistry that, that everybody who was lost just stepped up and, and filled that role. And, and then we added another member from uh, one of our stations in St. Louis and, um, you know, and she's kind of finding her way
1: in, 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 our, in our dysfunctional family. <laughs> and, and, and so, I think I was just, you know, really fortunate that everybody
0: on the team um, took on a little bit more, and and the show has continued to to perform, and and in fact, we've grown in some ways. So, you know, while we miss
1: Angie, we. Uh, I, you know, I'm, I'm excited about the direction that we're going in now. And I, I couldn't agree with you more, Fred. You know, it reminds me of something that I heard in Milwaukee uh, when I was visiting the the Admirals, the farm team for the Nashville Predators, the bitter rival of our Chicago Blackhawks. And they, <laughs> they have they have a motto there about their AHL farm team, and they say, next man up, the next man up, or the next person up in this case, is going to take that responsibility. And I think he hit the nail on the head there. It's... It, it, Angie departed to 955 and she's she's doing she's 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 blossoming there and we have we have our own thing going on here so who's going to take the next step and take on more responsibility like you said
0: yeah and I don't consider myself the world's best uh, head coach or leader or anything like that it's, it's something I, I'm learning to do on the fly but I will say you know while there is an organizational structure to, to our radio show because there are so many of us I think everybody has to have a role. Um, you know my attitude towards towards sort of exposure on the show or mic time or whatever you want to call it is is I want everybody on the show from the person who answers the phone in, in that role it happens to be our marketing director so he's he's in management but he's he's uh, willing to answer the phone all the way to me I, I want um, I want the best content the best ideas uh, to get the, the you know starting role if you if, uh, per se and and if that comes from any one member on the show that that's what I want as opposed to I talk and then number two talks and number three talks and number four talks. No, if you bring the best ideas um, then you're going to get the most exposure. And and what's happened is we have more good ideas than we know what to do with.
1: Yeah, and that, and, that, and that format, you know, it shouldn't be, like you said, you talk about the rigid segmentation that you talked about earlier in your career. You know, it should be free-flowing, as I was taught. You know, if something comes up, let the person talk. But let, it should flow like water. It shouldn't be like uh, building Legos, in a sense. I agree. I agree. And, and uh, you know, it, it's an
0: art. It takes a lifetime. And there are guys who have been doing it a lot longer than me who are much better at it. But it's that it comes back to that, you know, being prepared, but then also making it sound like... Uh, um, you know and 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 including people from the outside you'll be the listeners calling in and stuff like that but but ultimately it's just it's just a conversation it's just trying to make a connection and and provide companionship that's it's not it's not a difficult
1: thing that we're doing um hopefully we make it sound good though yeah you definitely do so shifting a little more toward you fred you know you're an avid recreational pilot where did this passion come from and what is the regiment like for getting your pilot's license
0: do as a, as a hobby and um so when i was 19 i got my private pilot's license and i've kind of worked my way up over the last 20 something years and, and tried to continue to evolve and, and develop my skills there and, um, and i'm a glider pilot i'm a seaplane pilot i'm a flight instructor um but you know it, the, the process can be um as few as 40 hours and you can become a private pilot or you could you know, you could take hundreds of hours of training and, and become a commercial pilot at, at thousands at that point. But, um, you know, it's kind of as, as much or as little as you, you want to make it. But in my case, it's, uh, you know, I, I find a, a, I take a tremendous amount of pride in, in, in being able to fly It's a privilege. And um, I, I also, you know, uh, it's, it's part of my identity at this point.
1: It really means a lot to me. Yeah, and that's that's how it was for me growing up, you know, before I got into radio it was martial arts, before my concussion history, it was martial arts, and that's and I tell this story when I go on air um, The my concussions were the best thing to happen to me, because they got me into radio, <laughs> they got me out of, yeah, they got me out of martial arts Uh, they got me out of martial arts and sports, and they got me into the radio business and that's really, you know, I, it was a privilege to do martial arts, wrestling and jujitsu for a while but it's even more of a privilege now to use the 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 microform and the little platform that i have to to broadcast the message like you use your large platform yeah i mean it's
0: amazing how how sort of similar to what i was talking about before with you know thinking that my life was taking one direction and and yet it, it it sort of took another and and i think turned out uh professionally better than i could have imagined i mean similar in your case you know you sort of you had one interest and one passion and and you were able to take some of the strengths, I'm sure, from the discipline and the work ethic from those things to, um, you know, into radio. And I'm, I'm sure you're you're more successful because of
1: it. Yeah, it really did. the The martial arts taught me the discipline. You know, you start something, you finish it. You don't ever you don't ever quit. You you keep grinding away at it until you find something. You don't take no for an answer, and you keep going and going and going.
0: Yeah, that's the motto. That's you know, I think it's been that way in radio, certainly as long as I've been involved, and in it, it's 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 even more that way now because it's it's becoming that much more difficult um with consolidation and with uh, different technologies it's, it's just becoming that much more difficult to break in so yeah you gotta have you, you have to have discipline you have to have uh, fortitude you have to have that you know sort of uh, never say no attitude
1: um
0: and i think yeah it sounds like you've developed some of that from your
1: extracurricular interest yeah it really it really came through thank you for the the compliment fred so continuing on with the flight theme you know you've worked in the past with Paws and pilots can you tell us a little bit about that organization and what your role in it has been yeah
0: you know i think um and maybe this is true in other hobbies as well um i'm sure it's true in golf and whatever you're into it, it, it if you want to get better at it and you want to um you know continue, continue to improve and, and and really find joy in it and in my case be safe doing it uh, you have to remain proficient and current and that becomes difficult uh, for recreational in, in this case uh, you know hobbyist pilots because um, there's only so many places you can go in a smaller airplane and there's only uh, you know so far you can go and things like that and, and so I, I started looking for ways two years ago to, to use aviation and, uh, to get back and I thought that would keep me active and, and uh, there are several organizations that I, I am in us to do is, is take some of the stress off of these rescues, many of which are very small and, and poorly funded. Um, you know, it allows us to fly uh, a long distance in a much shorter period of time than it would take a volunteer to
1: drive. Yeah, and that's so important because when you're talking about some of these these charitable organizations, you know, they're they're hanging together by a couple of strings sometimes. The funding is difficult to come by because there, there are so many different rescue organizations. Where do I donate my money? How do I how do we keep raising awareness for the, the animals? And that you know, those there are so many of these shelters that I'll see on like Instagram or Facebook, you know, hey, can we get someone to drive out to X or Y to pick up these animals? And I think that, that pilots and paws can really help out with that yeah you know you're exactly
0: right and and there are there are more animal rescue organizations that that you could ever name thousands of them and and people doing incredible work that you never hear about and you know for example um, Lexington Kentucky Louisville Kentucky these are places where
1: And I think that was the biggest thing for a lot of people. You know, you've got this hobby, you've got this idea of what you want to do, but find a purpose for it, find a way to, to make it worth something for someone other than yourself.
0: Yeah, you know, again, it's, it's, I, I, people ask me about it all the time, but I still think it's selfish even though, I, I know it's helpful, excuse me, I know it's helpful, but, you know, for me to be able to fly a plane and, and, and be helpful at the same time, I mean, it's you know, it's it's a I, I love animals, I love the airplanes, so it's, for me, it's, it doesn't really get much better. I'm happy to do it. I would do it every day if I could. If I, if I won the lottery, um, you would probably
1: find me a professional rescue dog pilot uh, you know, somewhere. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if I'd get up at 4.30 in the morning anymore. Maybe. <laughs> no, that, and that's and that's really great. I mean, that, that, that charitable instinct really helps a lot of people and organizations throughout the country and the world
0: happy to do it. really grateful that I, uh, you know, that I have access to the, the resources to be able to, uh, to do it.
1: Yeah, so what part of Chicago sports is your favorite and why? You know, we got to get a little sports question in there for our yeah. listeners. You
0: know, I, I, you know a lot more about sports than I do, I can assure you of that. I have a lot of opinions. Um, they typically aren't based with in any kind of fact, typically emotion, um, so I, I'd probably be a good color guy, but I don't think I would be a very good play-by-play guy. Uh, for that reason but it's interesting that I'm in Chicago because um I grew up in Scottsdale Arizona and I grew up a Cubs fan my great-grandmother was a diehard Cubs fan from uh, Fort Madison Iowa and uh, later relocated way before we did to Mesa Arizona which at the time was where I mean this would have been gosh I guess maybe 50s and 60s this would have been where the Cubs at the time were doing spring training and um and so you know, she's just a massive, was just a massive fan. So, so that was my team. Um, you know, we didn't have the Diamondbacks until I was maybe 16 or 17.
1: So there was no baseball in Arizona anyway, so it didn't really matter. Right. Um, so to be here now and, and especially to have been here, um,
0: you know, for the, for the World Series and the end of the drought and, um, you know, to have attended some of those World Series games, I mean, it was just amazing, uh, an amazing time to be here. And obviously as a Cubs fan and, and I'm, uh, I'm devastated by the events in the last few weeks. I mean, it might make business sense, and and I'm sure you have thoughts on it. But uh, you know, I I guess from a a morale standpoint, it really the Cubs' sort of sell-off. It it, it was hurtful. It was hurtful
1: for a lot of us. Oh, I agree with you, and um, and I and I agree with you from a factual perspective, from a morale perspective, because you know, if you want to trade two of the guys maybe three of the guys with a lower tier piece you know that's fine but you i i think at least for me uh from a managerial perspective you want to keep a veteran around to Mentor the young, the next generation, whether that's a Rizzo, whether that's a Bryant, whether that's a Bias. You know, you want to keep one of those guys around. Okay, you acknowledge the fact we're rebuilding. And this is, this is, this goes back to the Blackhawks and what they did. And this is why I like what they had done with their rebuild. You know, they said, okay, we're rebuilding. Great. What are we going to do with it? We're going to keep Taves and Kane and we're going to get rid of basically everyone else. And I think that way of doing things, keep two guys that are untouchable, say Bryant and Rizzo. And allow the rest of the team to grow around them. And eventually, when they do retire, those guys will be in their prime so that you can win another World Series. Yeah,
0: I agree with you. And, and I, I think I had resi- resigned myself to, to believe that, that Brian was going to go. Uh, Javi was a, was a shock. You know, I guess Rizzo was on the table, but I thought they would keep one of the three. Yeah. Um, and I guess I thought it would be Rizzo because. Um, you know, he he kind of was vocal about that that desire to be a lifelong cub. I think he's a fan favorite. I think he's somebody that that people thought would be a lifelong cub, not only for ability but for for character, right? Um, you know, for all that he does off the field and in the community. And I figured he was worth the money for that reason. Um, and so to hear now that you know there was back and forth about under you know undervalued. The players, the players believe they were offered undervalued deals. Management believes they were offered fair deals. I mean, it's an interesting sort of drama that's that's playing out now because it seems like the Cubs want to blame it on the guys, and the guys uh, they want to blame it on the organization. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it'll be interesting to see what happens in the in the free agent period here in the off season
1: because if all these guys get paid big money, then uh, you know, then the Cubs were wrong. Right. Right, and I think I think, that's, I think maybe, maybe you could bring back somebody like Baez on a team-friendly kind of deal, in a sense, where it's like, you know, I want to be a Cub. And the, the guy, I think when you're talking about Rizzo with wanting to be a lifelong Cub, somebody I compare him to in the hockey world is a guy like uh, my buddy Patrick Sharp. You know, he was traded to Dallas for cap reasons and came back for his final season. And I think you could see something like that with Rizzo coming back.
0: Yeah, I think you're right, that's a good example, and uh, it, it's just kind of too bad that it turned out this way, because it's really hard from the fan perspective, as a guy who, who doesn't, you know, dig into, I realize there's no salary cap, but I don't dig into the finances, But and I don't really know that I completely understand, I wouldn't know how to run that the, the way that, that those guys do, but, but it seems like they wanted to get away from spending money, is what it, it feels like, and... And yet they're adding to Wrigley, and the ticket prices will not go down. Um, and it's still is eighteen bucks for a beer at Wrigley Field. And and, and so it kind of feels like uh, the organization is saying, "Well, we're not going to spend money on on uh, on a top tier talent team, but but we expect you to spend money to watch right. rebuild it." And again, I, I'm emotional about it because I'm such a big fan. So you know, I don't I don't claim to come from a place
1: of uh, of, of of an expertise uh, expertise level, but. But it was, I, I was pretty upset last Friday, I'll tell you that. No, I I was too. My grandfather more so upset because he's been watching the Cubs for 50-plus years. Yeah, and it's hard to
0: believe that in some ways that, that we only got one World Series out of that. And I know that, uh, out of that, that core, and I know that that's how baseball is. Hockey can be that way too, I know, except for the last couple of years. But, um, you know, I know it's not uncommon for a team to get a, a win. But, but we didn't really necessarily buy that team, you know, put a, put a bunch of uh you know it wasn't necessarily a super team by virtue of of going out and picking up a bunch of guys to get it done now like it looks like maybe the Sox are doing or Mm -hmm. the angels have tried to do or whatever you know we, we kind of you know they through their knowledge and expertise they grew that and so it's hard to believe that we couldn't get more out
1: of it but but you know is what it is. I'm glad we got one yeah i'm glad we got one too uh, a comparison I look at with the Cubs in hockey um, I uh, my mentor in Washington he says Frank, if you know baseball then you can do hockey if you know hockey then you can do baseball and a way I look at it is with the two thousand and eighteen Washington capitals they had been really good but had come so close for so many years and they won that one world uh one I almost said World Series with hockey <laughs> uh, yeah. uh, won that one that won Stanley Cup in two thousand and eighteen versus the Golden Knights and then you know, they've lost in the first round the past couple of years. So I see what you're saying about wanting more. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. And, and so I'm grateful to be here and, and grateful to have experienced kind of the, the, obviously the lifetime, what would appear to be the lifetime highs for the Cubs for many people. Um, you know, they, it may be a while before they're that good again. And um, you know, the Bulls beat the Suns and I'm a huge Suns fan and the Bulls beat the Suns in 93 which was devastating to me as a uh, little boy, but um, but I've, I've gotten over that kind of, and uh, <laughs> you know I'm, I'm supportive of the Bulls and, and hopeful that they're good. I, I don't have much of a connection to the Bears, but I, I I want them to be good. I want them to win because I've been here when they were, um, and the city is electric. You know, people love it when the Bears are good, and so that's exciting. And, and the Blackhawks, you know, again, um, Coyotes were. You know, we didn't grow up with hockey, so I don't really have an affinity the way that you do to
1: hockey, but um, I was also here when the Black Hawks were winning Stanley Cups, and that was a lot of fun. Yeah, that was. I mean, Fred, on a more stationwide note, you know, are there anything big any big projects in the work at KISS FM that we should be keeping our ears to the ground for?
0: You know, we're always working on I, I wouldn't say that
1: uh, I'm aware of anything
0: that's, that's earth shattering and I, I knock on wood as I say that because uh, radio is a, a, a crazy world and broadcasting's a crazy world you just never know but you know we, uh, we, we've we had a lot of success we're really grateful for that and, and I think you know throughout COVID we managed to kind of hang on and um, and I think now it's a matter of being consistent and, and hopefully you know the industry took a, 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 hit, a hit as did many industries from an advertising revenue perspective and so I think now it's about being consistent, and uh, you know, as as the world uh, hopefully begins to go back to normal slowly, and the commute begins again, and the car radio is uh, is utilized, then you know, I hope that we can continue to grow our business and, and grow our ratings, and and who knows, you know, maybe uh, maybe the Fred Show becomes a, a syndicated brand throughout the Midwest or or throughout the country. That would be fun. But ultimately, um, you know, our bread and butter is Chicago. We're a local Chicago show, and. and you know, if, if we don't, uh, if we don't take care of our audience here, it doesn't really matter if we're mm-hmm. on, a, uh, you know, Dubuque or, uh, you know, Milwaukee or, or Indianapolis,
1: it doesn't really matter because th- this is, this is our home and, and this is where we want to perform. Yeah. And that's, and that's so important that family connection, if you were, or the, the adopted family in Chicago connection, that's, that's what I was grown up with was treating, you know, family as everything. Yeah, this town is
0: immensely media loyal, maybe like no other. Um, and, you know, you see guys in their career the last 20, 30, 40 years. They're on, you know, a bunch of radio stations, a bunch of TV stations. And, and you know, so if you can make a connection with this audience, um, radio or television locally, then, uh, you know, the, the town is very good to you. And uh, I've been grateful that, that they've been good to me. And, uh, and so it's important to be loyal. Uh, and I hope that we can always keep the integrity um, of the show, uh, you know, a local Chicago show for Chicagoans. Um, you know, even as the industry sort of moves, and, and, and we will probably have to grow um, in order to sort of uh, stay relevant. And, and, and you know, there's so much that goes on, uh, you know, chess pieces behind the scenes that, that that we have to think about that the audience doesn't. But you know, for us to stay alive, we have to grow, and and so that may happen, and I hope it does. But uh, ultimately, you know, this is home, and 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 this is where we want to succeed.
1: Yeah, Fred from the Fred Show, 103.5, Kiss FM. Is there anything else you want to add for our Chicagoland audience before we head out today?
0: I want to say uh, that I think you're very talented, and I, I think you're going to go far. And I think someday I will be able to tell people that I was on uh, on Frank's show. And um, and and yeah, that'll be when I'm watching you cover, uh, you know, network hockey or something. I'll be like, you know, I was on that guy's show he <laughs> was 20 something years old and uh i knew him when
1: and i think that's gonna happen i'm not even 20 yet fred there you go. how old are you i'm 19 i'm turning uh there 20 you, in like a go. month
0: there you go see look at this 19 years old this guy um i think it's exciting and i i appreciate your interest in the business and i appreciate your uh it sounds like you network it sounds like you you know you you make uh relationships with with other folks and, and I I hope that you'll reach out to me if I can
1: do anything for you. Absolutely. Fred from The Fred Show, 103.5 Kiss FM. Fred, thank you so much for the time.
0: Thank you.